0: Praise God, everybody. Isn't God awesome? Amen. This morning, I have a word for you. God's been dealing with me with this word for a while now. Basically, the title of my message that I came up with is, God, I will trust you no matter what. Look at your neighbor and say, God, I will trust you no matter what. <laughs> look at your other neighbor and say, I will trust God no matter what. <laughs> All right. I will trust God no matter what. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our dearly father, we come to you this morning, God, and we thank you, God, so much, Lord, for this amazing day, God. We thank you, God, that this is a day that you have created, God, and we thank you that we have an opportunity, God, to take part in it, Father. We count it as a privilege and a blessing, God, because there's some people that didn't wake up this morning, God. Father, there's some people that don't have activity of their limbs and, and can't breathe this morning. But, Lord, we thank you that we're healthy and we're here, God, and we can just come to worship you, God. Father, I pray, Lord, today, Lord, that you take this message, this word, God, and that you minister to all of us, God. This simple thing is called trust that's so hard for us sometimes to grasp a hold of, Father. We pray, Lord, that you give me the words, God, to say, Lord, and to communicate them, God, the best that we can, God, the best, God, that I can, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that I would decrease, God, in this moment, in this second, God, that, Father, that you might rise up and increase in me, God. Father, I pray, Lord, that you take all of our hearts, God, and you touch them in a special way. Let us leave this place changed and renewed, God, and to live our lives out for you, God. Father, we thank you for this, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There are times in our lives when we go through things and we're like, God, do you actually know what you're doing? How many of you ever experienced that? I know we all did. All of our hands should be up. God, do you actually know what you're doing? God, why am I going through this? God, why do I have to go through this? I know for myself growing up, there were some things in my life that wasn't the most desirable thing to um, face. And I know that there were some times in my life where I said, God, why? Why in the world am I going through this? God, why do I have to deal with this? God, I'm serving you with all of me. God, I want to live for you, but yet you still continue to allow me to go through this. And sometimes times, it's so hard to trust God. You feel so rejected and you, you feel like, God, man, why do I have to go through this? I can't believe it. God, how can anything good come out of this thing? God, I'm serving you, but still, I'm still caught in the midst of this thing. You see, one of the most difficult things for us to do is when we're in that situation is to trust God, is to totally give our dependence upon someone else. How many believe that? When you're in a hard time, sometimes you think that you should be able to fix this yourself. I know myself, I'm, I'm not a plumber, but the other, I'll give you an example here. The other month, there was a leak in our ceiling. And it was dripping, and I said, I really don't feel like calling a plumber. I was like, I can fix this. So I'm like, okay, well, I go up there, and I get my little hacksaw out, and I'm cutting this copper pipe. And I thought I turned the water off, but apparently I didn't. So then the water's dripping down all of me, and I'm frustrated, and I'm like, man, why in the world can't I fix this? It should be simple. It's not rocket science. So anyway, I went to Paul B. Zimmerman. It's my favorite hardware store. Went down there, and I got this attachment that you put it in one side of the copper pipe, and the other side you just put it in together, and it's supposed to interlock. Well, I put the one end in the copper tube, and it locked in. And then what happens is the other one was a little bit too short. I cut it a little bit too short. So anyway, I couldn't reset. And then when I was at Zimmerman's, I was there, and the guy's like, you sure you don't want this special tool to disconnect this thing once, you know, in case you mess up? I'm like, oh, it's not hard. I don't need that tool. So I come home, and I do, and I ended up having to get that tool. I had to run back, fly back, and they were almost closing. I mean, I'm flying back there to get this tool. So I get this tool, and I fix it myself. And then I got the idea. I'm like, you know. It's some drywall mess up there. I was like, you know, I, can, I think I can fix it myself. It, it shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> Did I call you or didn't I call you, Brian? <laughs> so sometimes it's hard for us to give over control of a problem that we think that we can fix ourselves. I think that all of us in here need to hear that. I think that we need to put our trust in God when we're going through some hard times. And you see, we as believers, we need to learn to do that. We need to learn to say, God, I totally depend on you, Lord. Can, I can't handle this myself. And God, I need your help. Let me see. I need a big guy, a big dude. Rick, come on up here, buddy. <laughs> All right, here's Rick. You're a big guy, right? You can get up on the stage. You're a big guy. Let me see your muscle, man. Let me see your muscle. Right. Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> How much do you think you can lift? How many pounds do you think you can lift? Back, okay, back in the day. Back in the day. Okay. You can say I get out of bed every day and I lift about 300 pounds. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I probably lift a lot just lifting it off the ground, not over my head. Okay. All right. Now, okay. Now I need another volunteer. Let me see here. All right, Mark, come here. Come on up here, Mark. Yeah. You stay right there. You stay right there. Okay, this is the whole idea of trust, okay? I'm going to jump in your <laughs> head. Step down here, Rick. All right, turn around, Mark. Oh, he's catching me. Yeah, okay. Check it out, man. All right, well, turn back and look at me, man. Okay. I'm not going to make you stand up on that stool. I thought about it, but I'm not going to make you stand up on that stool. It's a little high. But um, if you are standing up on that stool, who would you want to catch you? Would you want me to catch you, or would you want Rick? Would you trust Rick? you trust trust Rick more to catch you? Okay. All right. Well, you pick Rick, do I don't want you to turn around. And I, just want you, I don't want you to bend your knees or anything. I just want you to fall back, and I want Rick you to catch him, all right? All right. I do this to my kids all the time. Come on, Mark. You can do it. Trust your brother you bend your knees. I don't want to see you bend your knees. Come on. Oh, man, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, trust him. <laughs> right. There we go. All right, I'll give it up for <laughs> So anyway, back when I was in school, I, we did the same exercise in gym class. It was called a trust fall. And um, basically, you know, I would go into gym class, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I can handle this assignment. You know, what I did is, there again, I'm not you know, a smart guy, but... I do use my common sense sometimes. So I went to gym class and I said, you know what? Okay, there's a big guy right there. I'm going to pass this class with no problem. It's going to fall on him all day and not even worry about it. I know he's going to catch me. So I went to gym class. You do that. And the whole problem arose was when we um, got to the point where we had to stand up on a stool. And he blindfolded us. And then we had to fall into a crowd of people. And it was just like gut-wrenching because you totally gave your life up. Not your life, but your safety and your element to other people to catch you and to hold you up. That was difficult for me because I had my trust broken before. People that promised things to me, people said they would do this and do that and didn't work. People that said they would be there for me but wasn't there. I think some of us in here might have had that same experience before. People that said, you know, I got your back no matter what, but when you actually needed them, where were they at? Nowhere. So that was a hard thing to do. Another example, I'm going to get my stories out in the beginning. So through. Another example is we were working up in, on, a, um, on the side of a house. Everybody knows I'm a mason, so um, sometimes we build scaffolding up pretty high. We were, I think we were like 10, 10 11 scaffolds up high, and um, we were uh, working on this chimney. We got the chimney all finished, and you know, it was way out the roof, and the roof was pretty steep. And so at the end of the day, you know, we had to, we had to clean the scaffold off the roof because we had the scaffold set around the chimney. So I went up there. I did it tons before. It was a huge development. I did it time after time. I went up there, and I... Unloosened the scaffold and stuff, handed it down to my foreman, and, you know, he did his thing. And I was up there, and the last piece I took off, I was going down, going down the roof, and I slipped a little bit. I threw the scaffold at my foreman, he caught it, and I bogeyed back up, the, back up the roof and around the chimney. So I was in back of the chimney, crossed down behind the chimney. I was scared out of my mind. I, I couldn't move. I was like, man, I can't move. I lost trust in myself because I slipped. I was like, I don't have confidence in myself anymore. My foreman's like, dude, you're going to have to get down, man. I was, I was like, man, there's no way you're getting me down. Call the fire company. You're going to have to bring up a ladder. I'm not moving, dude. He's like, come on, man. He's like, you did this all the time. I don't care. I slipped. I'm not moving. So you can, you can keep that. So it took about 20 minutes for him to try and talk me down. And I, I still wasn't budging. So he hopped up on the roof, and he comes up to me, and he's like, Sam. He's like, he's like dude, I, I trust you, man. He's like, yeah, you trust me, but I don't trust myself. He's like, I tell you what, man. I trust you so much that I'm going to get in front of you, and you're going to be behind me, and I'm going to walk in front of you down this roof. And if you slip, me and you both are gone. But I trust you. I know that you're not going to fall. I know, that, I know that you can do this. Sure enough, he came over. I went down behind him, and it was good. But for that split second, for them 20 minutes, maybe an hour, I, I lost total trust in myself. It was hard to jump back from that. I lost total trust. I wasn't budging. I wasn't moving. I was like, you can forget that. But anyway, there's a story in the Bible that uh, talks about this young boy that um, totally trusted God for his source of strength. This boy had this huge obstacle in front of him, and if you looked at it, there's no way this boy could have got through it. We'll pick up on that in a couple seconds. But this boy, his dad said, Son, I need you to take this grain, this bread, and this cheese down to your brothers. His brothers were down on the front line fighting, fighting a battle. He said, I need you to take this grain, this bread, and this cheese down to your brothers. And when you go down there, give it to them and come back with some reassurance that your brothers are okay, that they're safe, and give us a report on the battle. So this boy is obeying his dad, and he gets the grain together, gets the bread, and gets the cheese, and he runs down to the, down to the front lines of this battle. And he says, he, he, he takes the bread and the grain and the cheese to it, his brother and the commanding officer. And his brother looks at him and he's like, why are you down here? He's like, his dad told me to come down here with the grain. He's like, no, you're not. You're down here just to be nosy. You're down here just to, just to see people get killed. You're down here just to watch blood and watch violence and war. And the boy's like, no, that's not it. That's not why I'm down here. I'm down here because my dad told me to come down here with this grain and stuff. So he's there pleading his case when all of a sudden as he's pleading his case, he's, he's saying, you know, I'm not down here for that. I'm down here to do what I was told to do. And as he was saying that, this loud voice came up behind them. And it said, I challenge you. To a one on one battle. Whoever wins this, the other side has to surrender, and all the soldiers have to surrender. At that sound of that loud voice, all these soldiers started to cower and they started to get scared and and they didn't they didn't want any parts of it. They was like, Who's going out there? This young boy's like, let me go. I'll go. I got this. I can imagine this little boy saying, you know, yeah, he's a big boy, but the bigger they are, the harder they fall. This guy was confident in himself. Let's pick up this story here. Does anybody know what the story is? Coming up from uh, 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 33 through 51. This is the famous story of David and Goliath. Pick it up there. It says, Saul replied to David, You're not able to go against the Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man. This guy has been a warrior since his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, Go. Lord be with you. I can (laughs) imagine. I can just imagine Saul like, okay, well, if you want to do that, go ahead. (laughs) Lord be with you. I'm not (laughs) going to. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic, and he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried to walk around, but he couldn't because he wasn't used to them. He said, I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took the staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in his pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in hand approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with the shield bearers in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you could come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. Come here, he said, and I will give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, you can come against me with sword. He says, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head this very day. I will give the carcasses of Philistine, the Philistine army, to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a god in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistines moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag, taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank deep into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword, drew it from his sheath. After he killed him, he cut his head off with the sword. When the Philistines saw this, that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. That's a bad boy right there. He took on Goliath with a stone, a sling, and then he had a nerve to go up to him and he took toward out of his sheath and he finished him. You know how he was able to do that? Because his trust was in the Lord. There's no way that he could do that on his own strength. He was too small. He wasn't experienced enough, but his trust was in the Lord. I think that we need to be like David here. I think that we can't worry about our giants. We can't worry about what our giant comes with. I can't think that, I don't think we can worry about what type of weapons that our giants comes at us with, but we can be confident in the name of the Lord and we can stand on his promises. I love what it says in Samuel in the 45th verse. It says, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but hallelujah, I come at you in the name of the Lord. Basically, he said, I'm not trusting in anything that I have myself. I'm trusting in the name of the Lord. I'm not trusting in swords or weapons or anything that I can possess on my own strength, but I am trusting totally upon the name of the Lord. And I think that sometimes in our trials, sometimes in our tribulations, sometimes in our mountaintop experiences, even in our valley experiences, we need to learn to trust God no matter what. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's difficult. But I think that we need to trust God at what he says he is. See, we can learn from, so much from David. Early in the chapter, he t- tells Saul that God rescued me from the bear, saved me from the lion, and I know that God will save me from this uncircumcised Philistine. I think that we can gain our strength from the past battles that we've been victorious in with Jesus. You know, sometimes when we're in the midst of it and we're in this total trial in our life and we can't see any end in sight, it's all dark, it's all gloomy, I think that we can gain strength from the times that God showed up on our behalf. How many of you have testimonies on how God showed up in a situation in your life that seemed impossible to come through? Just about raise your hand. Look at that. Praise God. All of us. Impossible situation that God showed up and he proved himself to you. So, yeah, it's hard to trust sometimes, but if we can cling to what God has done for us in the past and know that God is faithful and that God is just and that God will see our way through, we can cling to that and we can grab a hold of that and we can make it through. I think that we need to trust God at his word. You see, we serve a trustworthy God, a God who has never lost the battle. We serve a God that remains faithful through it all. We serve a God who has proven himself. Over and over and over again. He has proven himself so much. We serve a God who, when he's up to bat, he's better than Ryan Howard. He's better than Derek Jeter. He's better than Barry Bonds. He never, ever strikes out. Oh, he might get down in the count sometimes, we think, but he never strikes out. He always hits a home run. That's the kind of God that we serve. We serve a God that he cares about us. And I have four C's. If you have something to write on, it's four C's here. And it's something that God has taught me. You know, I may be young, but I went through some times of drought. I went through some times of really having to trust God in some things. And these are the things that helped me get through some of them hard times in my life. Number one, the first C, he is conscious. This means that he's totally aware of us. In Matthew 6, it says that our Heavenly Father knows what things that we need even before we ask him. Isn't that good to know that our God knows everything, that he is all-knowing, that he knows everything that we go through, that he knows everything that we need? So he's conscious of us. He knows everything that we need, everything that we desire. He knows what we're going through. He can relate to us. The second C is he is concerned. There's a scripture here, 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, cast, cast means to throw. Throw your cares and anxieties and worries on him because he cares about you. Man, Jesus cares about me. The creator of the universe, the man that called light into existence, thinks about me. The Bible says that he has every single hair on her head numbered. That's caring, man. That's concern. The third one is that he is consistent. This means that he is faithful. This means that you can always count on him. You can always trust him, and you can always trust that he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. And the last one is that he is capable. Our God is capable. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think according to the power that he works in us. Could I say to you that nothing is too hard for God? Nothing at all. Even in our impossible situations, even when there's a huge mountain in front of us, even when the mountain looks so high that we can't climb, so wide that we can't get around, God never changes, and it's nothing that's too hard for God. Let me leave something with you. We can't put our trust in weapons. We can't put our trust in leaders. We can't put our trust in man or works or our own righteousness. I know I'm pounding this home here. But our trust should be in the Lord God Almighty. There was this pastor I was reading. There was this pastor. He, um, he hated elevators with a passion. He went to this high-rise building, and he happened to have to go up on this elevator with a couple of people. He was always fearful that an ele- this elevator would get stuck, and that he'd be stranded on the elevator, and there'd be no way of escaping. So he's gone up on this elevator, and, and it started creaking, and it started shimmying. And, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this is the day. He wrote this thing every day. He's like, this is the day. Sure enough, the elevator got stuck in between the floors. He's like, I thought I was scared. But he said, people start going crazy in there. He said, people start pounding on the door and smacking themselves and, you know, running in the door and screaming and hollering. He's like, it was a total chaos in there. And he's like, I'm standing in the back here, and I, it was always my fear, but these people just acted crazy. The one guy took his pocket knife out and tried to pry this door open, and it, it wasn't budging, and he's like, man, these guys are crazy. So this pastor, what he did is he was looking back, and he said, oh, There's a little box there. Goes over to the box. He opens it up. (laughs) It's a phone in there. Lifts it up. And someone answers the phone. He's like, how can I help you? And he's like, well, our, our elevator seems to be stuck. He's like, can you send someone out to take care of it? Sure enough, within five minutes, someone was there, and they were up to the floor they needed to be. He said, man, it was so crazy watching these people just totally lose themselves in an impossible situation. And it's just like that in our lives. I liken it to, like, we need to trust God in situations like that. Instead of trying to figure it out our own selves, we need to go to God and say, God, I'm calling you up. I need you. I need your help now. I don't think that we can take on our problems by ourselves. We can't kick or scream or holler loud enough to get through it. We need to know where our life source is, and our life source is in Jesus Christ. And many of you here might be tired of trusting Don't know why God's having you go through maybe this present situation or or whatever. But know that God remains faithful. And then many of you here, like me, myself, I'm tired of trusting myself. I'm tired of depending on my own strength. I'm tired of going through anxieties and worrying about things that I don't have to worry about. But I'm just going to totally trust you, God, in all things. God, I'm totally going to surrender my whole life to you, Lord. And I'm totally going to say, God, you are the commander of this ship. Father, I no longer trust in my own power, Lord. I no longer trust in the weapons that I think that I carry that are worthless, Lord. I'm totally going to trust in you. I just feel this morning that maybe, just maybe, you're like me. And you're tired of running this life on your own strength. And you're tired of saying, God, I got this. I don't need you for the situation. And I think that maybe you're in the same spot I am. I'm tired of depending upon myself, tired of worrying about things. And God, I'm just totally going to give it to you, Lord, and trust you in this situation. I'm just going to open the orders up in a few seconds. And if you just want to come and say, God, this thing that I'm trusting for, God, I give it to you today. God, I'm going to totally trust, fall into you. God, I know that you're big enough to catch me. God, I know that there's nothing that is impossible with you, Lord. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, God, I want you to be the commander of my ship. Lord, I'm tired of trying to figure this out myself, Lord. Father, you know what's best for me. Just like when we're out on the sea and we trust in a captain to to bring us through the storm or bring us through rough waves, God. Lord, we trust in you today. So, Father, Lord, we thank you today, God, for this, this day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can totally put our trust in you, God. And, Father, that we can trust you no matter what. That we can trust you with all of us and be confident to know, God, that you have our best in your mind. Father, I pray for my dear brothers and sisters, God, here today. I don't know, God. I don't know where they're at. The only thing I know, God, is that this word is for somebody, God. Father, I pray, Lord, that they can take this message, God, today. And, Father, they can totally trust in you with all of them, God. Father, I thank you, and I give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.